Ephesians chapter 1, reading from verse 15. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and all your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. I remember you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and so that you may know him better. This is the word of the Lord. Right, my name is Jess, and uh, today is All Saints Sunday. And this is normally observed in the Christian calendar on the 1st of November. So we're ahead of ourselves this year. It's good to be early. And this is a day when we remember those people of faith who have gone before us. Um, the people who lived their lives trying to be a little bit more like Jesus and have now gone to live with Jesus in heaven. And so today I want to introduce you to two of my personal saints and I want to encourage you to think about who that might be in your life. Now, hopefully, as you came in, you would have got a little Blue Peter-esque card that I created yesterday for you. And um, hold on to that. Hopefully, you'll have one and a pen, because we will need it in a little while for you to think about who you might want to remember on this All Saints Sunday. If you're watching online, grab a pen and paper at home, because you haven't got one. Um, so, the writer of Ephesians, thought to be St. Paul, or one of his disciples, possibly, is writing to the Christians in Ephesus, and he says that he's thanking God for them, and he names two reasons why he's thanking God, for their faith in the Lord and their love for all God's people. And actually, you know, if you think back to the words of Jesus, love God, love one another. He's thanking God that they are living out that commandment. And those are the two things that I'd like you to hold in your mind this morning as we think about those who have influenced and shaped our lives, their faith in the Lord and their love for all God's people or one another. So two people I want to introduce you to this morning for Faith in the Lord, love for God's people have had a profound impact on my life. One person I saw but never met, and the other person I knew very well. So the first person I want to introduce you to is a man called Billy Graham. And I have a picture of Billy Graham to go on the screen. There we go. Oh, almost fleeting. Um, there he is. That's him preaching at the pulpit, Billy Graham. Now, some of you will be very familiar with that name, but probably there's quite a lot in the room who may never have heard of that name and might not have any idea about him. But Billy Graham died in 2018, aged 99. And uh, when Billy was a young man, he felt like God was calling him to be someone who told other people about Jesus. And so he started traveling all over the world doing just that. And more and more people would want to hear what he had to say, and they'd come and listen to him. So much so that he had to start giving his talks in football stadiums. Now, hands up if any of you here ever went to a Billy Graham talk. <laughs> Sheila's got two hands up, obviously. She went twice. <laughs> So actually, there is a fair few of you in here that actually went to one of Billy Graham's talks. Well, 
In July 1984, he came to England and gave a talk in a football stadium near me, Portman Road in Ipswich. And I've got another picture of that very day. I don't know who took it, one of my family, perhaps. So that is a picture of Portman Road Stadium in Ipswich, and Billy Graham had given his talk, and then at the end he'd said, did anyone want to come forward? And there's some of the people that had gone forward. Now, I was seven years old in 1984, so if maths isn't your thing, I'm 44, and my parents were working as stewards at the event, which meant that they were down on the pitch, ready to pray for people that wanted to come down and have prayer, but I was high up in the seats with my nan. Now, I have no idea what Billy Graham said that day, but what I do know is that what I heard him say made me want to have a commitment of my life to Jesus. And at the point at which he said, right, he'd, he'd done his talk and he said, right, anybody that wants to make this commitment, wants to follow Jesus, come down onto the pitch. And there was, well, you saw, masses of people started to walk down. It was an incredible sight, walk down from the stairs to all go down onto the pitch. And I knew that that was what I wanted to do. And I was desperate to go. But... My nan wouldn't let me. Now, as a lady in her early 80s, she wasn't very confident about the steps. And for some reason, despite me begging and pleading with her, she didn't think it was a very good idea to let a seven-year-old go down on her own into the crowd. And uh, at the time, I didn't get that. But now as a parent, I've got a better idea. Actually, I've got a picture of myself as a seven-year-old. And uh, you might be able to see why she didn't feel, oh no, next one. There we are. That I was a very reliable seven-year-old to go down into the crowd at Portman Road Stadium by myself. I wasn't dressed as an alien. It was just that that was the picture I could find of that age. So, um, yep, she said no, and I was devastated, absolutely devastated. I went home that night and I cried and I cried and I cried. And I said to my mum, I'm never going to get another chance to become a Christian. And I was absolutely devastated by this. And she gave me a massive cuddle and she said, that isn't how it works, Jess. You can become a Christian whenever you want, wherever you want, saying whatever words you want. But I wasn't sure. I wasn't convinced about that. I had grown up in a brethren church where we had an altar call every Sunday. So actually, I thought that that is what you had to do if you wanted to be a proper Christian. So I did actually wait until the following year when J. John came to the Ipswich Corn Exchange. And I was out of my seat before he'd even done the altar call because I was so convinced that that was how you became a Christian. I was a very determined eight-year-old. So Billy Graham is my first saint, a man that I didn't know, and I can't even remember what he said. But I know that he loved God, and he loved other people enough to go and tell them about Jesus. And he ended up having a huge impact on thousands and thousands of people's lives, including me. My second saint I want to introduce you to is my mum, Janet Berry. 
who sadly passed away last year, aged 82. This is her back in the 90s. She liked this picture, so either one I use it because she didn't like many pictures of herself, but she liked this one. And I'm glad to see that oversized glasses are making a comeback in 2022. Um, but this was her back in the 90s. And you see, my mum loved Jesus too. And she tried to live like him. And I saw that in a hundred different ways through my life. Now, my mum was also a preacher, and she was an artist, and she used to go around telling people about Jesus, and she used to do a painting. Her talk was to do a painting, I can't do this, whilst a tape of her poetry and writing and music was playing in the background, and I've got a little, <laughs> this is a little screenshot from a video of her doing her art painting thing, and then she'd give a little talk at the end, and um, I was always incredibly proud of her when I saw her doing one of these. And in fact, there's probably a small number of you in this room that have also seen her do that talk. And um, I, was, I was so proud of her. But it wasn't that that did it for me. It wasn't the fact that I saw her standing on a stage. It wasn't the fact that I saw her doing things that were very talented or um, things that other people applauded. It wasn't that that influenced my life. What influenced my life the most was seeing my mum's living out of her faith in everyday ways, all of the little behind the scenes, small, loving, kind, generous, gentle ways that she did that. And I also saw her diligence and her faithfulness to serving God. She during her life, wrote hundreds of Bible studies because she led lots and lots of groups. And um, what I remember is she had a folding table and she would get it, this folding table out and um, she would have all of her Bibles, so she'd have lots of different versions of the Bible. She'd have reference books and a concordance, which is not something we know about now because we have the internet. But you couldn't just tap into Google, you know, what happened when Jonah got swallowed by the whale. You had to go and reference it and look it up and then see what this person said over there and see what that person said over there. And, um, and she would spend hours doing that. And she loved the Bible. She loved studying. She loved reading. She loved Jesus. And I just remember her talking about how she craved that time with God, how she felt out of sorts if she hadn't had that time. And she'd say, I just, I just haven't had a quiet time, <laughs> if she was getting a bit flustered. And witnessing that growing up profoundly impacted my own life, her faithfulness, her consistency, and the fact that she showed so much love for Jesus in big and small ways. So, I want to give us all the opportunity to do the same this morning and reflect on who are the saints in our lives. Who are the people who, when you think, oh, yeah, they've shaped my journey, they have had an impact. Now, it could be, like me, someone you've never met, or it could be, like me, someone who's been a big feature in your life, grandparent, a teacher, a friend, and I would encourage you, when, when I give you just a couple of minutes with this card, to write it on it. And you can write more than one if you want, but, you know, one is fine too. 
If that person is still alive, I just encourage you to tell them afterwards because it is so encouraging to hear that you have impacted someone else's life. So that's just a little bit of homework for you to go away and do that. Um, and if they are someone who has passed away now, then we're going to spend a bit of time in a few minutes just thanking God for them and for their lives and for the impact that they had. So let's just take a couple of minutes. I'll try and maybe give it a wave once you're, once you're done um, and just fill out your little card. How are we doing? Need more time? Give me a wave if you're done. I'll give you a couple more minutes. There's still people are still busy. Okay, so hopefully you've had a chance to write down and maybe that's been a nice memory for you to reflect on. So I'm going to give you a little challenge. Ah, I said, teacher, you missed it. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Good work, Michael. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little challenge to share what you have written with somebody else, either after the service or maybe over dinner later, if you're, if you're spending time with other people. Because I don't know about you, but I find it really encouraging when I hear about what God did in someone else's life over there. It makes me know and feel how real God is, that I had nothing to do with it and God was working. And I had nothing to do with this and God was working. And actually, you just go, God is really real. So just share that. I really encourage you to do that. So when I was preparing this talk, I was really struck by the fact that I don't remember anything that Billy Graham said that day in July 1984. But what I do remember is what God did. And I think that should give us encouragement because sometimes we worry that when we talk to other people about Jesus that we're not gonna say the right thing and we worry that we're gonna get it wrong. But actually, it's just about being obedient to God and letting him do the thing that only he can do. And I think, when I think about myself, the bigger challenge 
is actually for us how we show Jesus in our everyday lives. And I think that's much, much harder. It certainly is for me. The people, the people watch us doing what we do every day, the things they hear us say, the things they see us do. And that tells a big story about our faith and our commitment to God. And I want to talk to parents or anyone that has influence over a child. What they see you do and say will have a much, much bigger impact on their journey with Jesus than anything we do on a Sunday morning, any big event they go to. It is what happens every day that has the impact. And I think really standing on a stage <laughs> preaching is the easy part in comparison to what I'm like tomorrow morning at nine o'clock when I'm a bit tired, although it's half term to be sleep. But, um, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's, that's the challenge for us. But, you know, verse 17 of today's reading offer us a real hope. It says, we can pray for wisdom and revelation to know and love God better. So as we come to a close, let's just spend a minute in prayer thinking about all of these things that we've talked about this morning. And maybe you just want to hold on to your card for a minute while we give thanks for the person written on it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you see all the names written on these cards, Lord, and you know how they have impacted our lives. And we just want to say a massive thank you. Thank you for the way that these people have shaped us, encouraged us, loved us, and influenced us. Thank you that they have helped us to follow you more closely. Holy Spirit, would you speak to our hearts right now about the big and the small ways that we can show our love for you and our love for each other. Whether we have a platform or not, we all get to impact those around us. And I pray that you would show us where we can be stepping out and showing those people around us your love. Would you challenge us to walk closely with you so that we might be able to demonstrate that more visibly to the people that we care about and the people we want to see know you as well. Please give us wisdom and revelation to know and love you better. Lord God, if there is anyone here this morning who wants to know what it's like to have you as their friend, their teacher, their father, and wants to begin that journey of getting to know you more and experiencing how amazing a life lived with you can be, then please, Lord, would you do what only you can do and speak to their hearts. May they know without question that it is you doing something in their lives. We ask you, Lord, that your presence would be tangible to us in the week ahead. And we thank you for half term. We thank you that it's a time when we take a break from routine. And we just ask, Lord, that it would be a really, really good and fruitful time for everyone. In Jesus' name.